We're proudly recording on Wadja Noongar Buja, and we pay our respect to elders past and present. Queer Perth Network. Welcome to Queer Stories on the Swan, a podcast where two gay men chat and discuss all things queer in the Perth LGBTQIA plus community. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm your other host, Christo. And in our first episode of 2023, we new made year, it. New year, new, uh, well, not new season, we're still in the middle of season two with a lot of bonus episodes in between. Yeah. We're back on a regular episode. We are chatting to two guests this time, another yes. double header, uh, Gavin Nicklet and Aria Scarlett, both Ooh. are performers in Fringe Festival and they've got their own separate coming out stories and a lot, a big episode is coming. So sit back and enjoy the show. And we're back Hi. for 2023. Oh wow. New year, new me. Hell no. I know. I hate it so much. I'm sorry. I'm too old to change. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't stick to New Year's resolutions. I don't stick to, to anything except for this. Um, we're not going to do a holiday special ever again. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> because I hated it. <laughs> yeah, you're the one that has to edit it. Of course you hate it. No, no, no. But like usually I'm like, mm, I, I, I get sick of it. <laughs> really? But I do enjoy the episodes. Yeah. I just, I didn't. Like the yeah, holiday like special. Them. They're chaotic. They're fun. Yeah, holiday <laughs> specials just don't do well. If you're a Star Wars fan, you know Star Wars holiday special is terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> I do love this show. By the way, um, we've actually got one of our guests kind of sitting off camera yes. and off mic at the moment. Gavin, hello. So you hear a random laugh every now and again. He just popped up on camera there. Um, so, yeah, we've got a we got a um, – oh, sorry. Okay. Well, I guess we have to reveal it. Sometimes we record the interview before our intro and outro just because we have guests coming in. Yeah, I know, I know. The wall's all broken down, but whatever. You've broken the fourth wall, Chris. Um, <laughs> the fourth wall doesn't exist on this show. No walls do. <laughs> no. This is actually cardboard. I just can't touch it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, we're, we're happy to start a new year. Ooh. We are not too far away from our one-year anniversary. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, which I guess we're kind of officially making the 1st of February. Ooh. It was the first episode. No, yes, pilot. <laughs> Sorry. That is the birth uh, and the uh, not contraception. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not first in birthing terms. Okay, that's that's straight people's problem. I'm I don't not know a breeder. What's happening over there? No, <laughs> you know me. Oh, I do. Unhinged. Um, <laughs> Gavin, uh, <laughs> I guess at the time he's like, you've already recorded your interview. This is the un- unhinged part I was talking about, or I just don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so anyway, it's been a while since our last episode. Yes. Just needed a time to refresh and uh, get into the new year. Yes. So um, just a little disclaimer here. Christo uh, and I have been talking. Uh, we are no longer going to be stuck to a strict schedule. Yeah, it's too hard. Episodes are going to come out when they come out. I'm going to try and make sure they still come out on a Monday. Hmm. So there's some... Uh, day to look forward to but there'll be lots of promotion yeah we'll have a lot of, i'm on promotion we'll just it'll be ready when it's ready yeah. so just to let you know that so if you, if you if there's a missing episode you can still dm us and ask how's the episode going is it coming yeah. soon we'll be promoting it and telling you when it's coming out so with that being said uh mm-hmm. we're gonna get straight into the interview because yes. it is a, a doozy 
um, it's and it's exciting. and it's fantastic. Yeah. So we'll um, we'll get into the interview with Gavin and Aria. Let's do it. All right, so we have uh, we have our guests in the studio. Hello. We have Gavin Nicklet and hello, Aria Scarlett. Hello, hello, guys. Hi. Welcome. Thank you for having us on your couch. This is very comfortable. I'm very exciting. <laughs> it is really, really good purchase. I'm uh, glad we uh, got that at the time. Yeah. So could you just give us your names, your pronouns, and your gender identity? Oh, of course. Uh, so my name is Aria Scarlett. I use she, they pronouns. Um, and I'm uh, comfortable at the moment saying that I'm a cis woman, but... Who knows? That could change. I'm loving exploring myself right now. Yes. And I have trouble giving short answers. <laughs> I am. <laughs> <That's my podcast. laughs> that should be on the gender spectrum. I identify as long answers only. <laughs> I guess I'm new to even thinking about pronouns. Yeah. And so um, a group we always introduce at the start. Uh, and I was like, oh, I need to know my pronouns. Yeah. And I don't really know them. I think yeah. I am he, they. Yeah. And so that's what I've been introducing myself as. But I probably need to do a little bit more uh, reading, investigation, mm. just to make sure that that is what I'm saying is what I think it means. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, pronouns are, are only you know, what you're comfortable with. Like, Christo, you, totally. you can't just go through anything. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it doesn't <laughs> really not. matter to some people, so it doesn't really have to be mm-hmm. a thing. But, you know, obviously, as as this is more of the norm, asking people who are queer their pronouns, that's just generally about the courteous thing. But mm. Some totally. people may not have yeah. an idea, and that's perfectly okay. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I've always found that, like, if you've got a few people in your life that you're like, hey, this week, can you just use they for just, like, this week? I want to see how I feel when I hear it said in, like, context about me. Yeah. Or, like, whatever pronouns you'd like to try out. If you've got, like, your good duty who you can just be like, hey, can we just try this? Try this for a week yeah. and see how it feels. And that's how, like, I got comfortable and, like, really decided. I was like, oh, I love they when referencing me. Yeah. Because whenever I heard other people use it, it would, like, give me a little, like, oh. Well, I so like you, that. you would be in the room and people would reference you because that's like I never I never hear anyone actually talk about me. Oh, as a I person. won't let anyone talk about me unless I'm in the room. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm here. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just uh, going to move your mic down. Um, for sure thing. Just because I. What would we like? Uh, because the thing is that that phone over there is actually recording a video. Ooh. Oh, hey, hello. And, uh, we want to see your beautiful face. So, and I better make sure my face is not covered either, um, as much of a relief as that would be um, to some people. <laughs> Mainly me. Um, So thank you. That's our first point out of the way. Christo, do you want to go on to the second one? Yes. Uh, Gavin, you reached out to us to be on the show. How did you find us? Ah, well, that was interesting. I didn't know about your podcast. Mm. Um, I run with the Perth Frontrunners. Mm-hmm. And oh. were they like episode 13? Yeah, yeah. our previous yep. um, yeah. official episode. Yeah, Laurie and Richie. Love them. Yeah. yeah. Really? So they shared... Uh, the episode in like a Facebook group that we're in. And I was like, oh, I'll go check this out. And I loved it. <laughs> sorry, that was my phone just going <laughs> off. I'm silent. We, Come on, I, I just lectured people about it and I'm so sorry. Um, Please continue, Gavin. <laughs> but no, uh, so I listened to Laurie and Richie's uh, interview and I loved it. Oh, thank um, you. And so then I was like, what other episodes are there? And I listened to all of your episodes. Oh my god, oh no! Oh dear. <laughs> Rabbit hole. Oh my god, oh no. <laughs> all of them. Um, I was we like, got that right. You didn't hear the holiday special, did you? <laughs> yes, everything. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Amazing. No, I, I honestly loved it, and I was like, oh. I could be on there. That's me. <laughs> and now here you are. And yeah, then I floated the idea with Aria. Um, we're new. We haven't known each other for very long. No, but it's been like a thick and fast friendship. It's been very cool. Yeah. 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 And now you're on the new phase, being like, on a podcast. Let's together. go on together. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Beautiful. So 
let's start with like the kind of like the start off point with your queer journey. When did you both realize that you were queer? You've got notes. I brought notes. <laughs> You've got like an answer ready. Do you know? Do you even know? I like no, but I want like let like you okay, read notes. Do you want me let to... me think for three seconds. Okay, wait, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, have yeah, a yeah. So, so we were just many. saying, my <laughs> goodness, there are some receipts. notes. Uh, Can you share like the notes to the video? Many pages. <laughs> so prepared, but but I'm not going through all of this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have all night. <laughs> That's more prepared than my life. <laughs> I know, right? Mine too. Basically, I came out so long ago that I just, and it was a little bit of a traumatic experience, mm. and um, I just don't remember what happened. Um, the whole, like, the timeline of things, years have, like, mushed into themselves, mm. and I, I, like, I honestly had to go through emails and letters and be like, oh, okay, so I was living here at that point and this happened and I had that job. And so it was, it was a really nice experience preparing for this. Mm. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> some, some great memories, some not great memories. Mm. Um, but basically, uh, so I grew up in Port Hedland. Mm. I was wow. born there. Uh, came to Perth for boarding school mm. from year nine onwards. And then I'd always go back to heaven in the school holidays. Yep. And I was like a very slow to mature person, like mm. physically, emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> I still am. <laughs> I had no idea what I was. Mm-hmm. Everybody else around me uh, seemed to think I was gay mm. and they would, you know, there'd be a few words at school mm. Uh, and I honestly did not know why people were calling me this. Uh, I remember when I went for my first job in Port Hedland, I worked in the school holidays mm. as uh, like a checkout person just at the supermarket. And mm. so you had to go for a, uh, a physical before you go for your first job. At the I supermarket? Don't, I don't know why. I'm sorry, like, calm down, Coles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but they made me go for a physical. I was working in the fruit and veg department. Maybe like, maybe he can't carry a knife or something. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> why. You need a knife in the fruit and veg section. What are you doing oh, in the fruit and veg section? Like, so you prepare the, um, what, well, the, the like the lettuces and you cut yeah. um, the fruit and melons, wrap them. But couldn't you just do I don't know. police clearance? Couldn't you just be like, okay, know. they can hold a knife? Like they're allowed to legally? <laughs> Back then, <laughs> did not need a police clearance. Give that 14-year-old a cleaver. He's fine. No, you know what? I, th- I just thought maybe someone actually believed the rumour that gay men just kind of shove everything up their behind oh my God. just to test if it fits. So maybe Could that was the whole that. reason. Right. So who you knows? the only person who, who never did a physical there. Yeah. I don't know, but I definitely <laughs> had to go to your doctor's appointment. At like oh at 14 God. years old. 14, 15. I don't know well, when like my first job was. But a yeah, baby. Yeah. That's a baby. And um, I must have been really gay because <laughs> I was with my mum. <laughs> We go together and the doctor at one point is just like, ah, so your son's a homosexual. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was just like, as you do. What? Um, at that what? point, I was not comfortable. Disclosure is not something that was a thing, apparently. No, 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 no. Like, this is so long ago. I Yeah, but it wasn't like, the 1800s. Like, like, <laughs> like, come on. I don't know. I don't know what was going on, really. And, yeah. like, instantly I had to defend myself. And, like, on the drive home after that, mum was like, why would that doctor say that? I was like, I don't know. I'm don't not know why gay. why people say things. <laughs> I'm not gay. I don't know why I said that. And so, like, later she used that instance of, well, you told us you weren't gay, Gavin. <laughs> like, ah, uh, I wasn't ready. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, finally, I don't know, 2001, I was 17. <laughs> 
and I wow. got to go to Canberra for this. Um, it was a youth leadership forum, and it was at uh, we were basically at Parliament House. Uh, I'm not political at all. Mm. <laughs> Surrounded by like many young liberals and like people are very, very. Uh, I don't think you have to be political to know that that's icky. <laughs> <laughs> I had. I tried not to say anything, but I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Who was it? Julie? Julie Bishop? She was my mm-hmm. uh, my group oh, leader." And so I was like, "Oh, you're from Perth." <laughs> I didn't know anything. <laughs> anyway, not politically minded. We were staying at a hotel. Um, they would have three people sharing a room because that was obviously much more economical than having <laughs> two people in a room. And so there was myself, and then these two other guys. Um, and I happened to get there. Oh, I don't remember when I got there. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> One of the guys, his name was Tim, and we got on really well. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I knew nothing about myself, no understanding. I just knew this guy was cool. And like every waking moment when we weren't at different group things in this uh, forum, uh, we would meet up and he also played piano. And oh. so we found a piano at the hotel and we both played each other's songs. Oh, it was nice. adorable. <laughs> Anyway, um, oh, my cold heart <laughs> <laughs> melting. <laughs> it was like maybe a three day forum, and mm. at the end of the three days, uh, like so wholesome. And mm. you know, he's like, Hey, um, do you have an email address? I'm like, Yeah, I do have an email. And oh. so he like scrounges around to find some paper and a pen, and he writes down five, five different email addresses that I'd be able to get, get in touch with him. <laughs> and I didn't think that was excessive i'm like sure everyone has five email addresses right <laughs> if it's 2001 aren't you just like registering every domain that's ever existed like- <laughs> oh gosh but um so it took a few years and later down the track i ended up realizing yeah. oh, whenever anyone would ask me about the Canberra trip all i would talk about was how i met this really cool guy called tim mm. didn't talk about any of the other <laughs> Not the reason you were there. It's all right. There's nothing to say about Julie Bishop and the young liberals. It's fine. <laughs> Apolitical here. Yeah. <laughs> I envy you. Uh, for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so years later, I ended up realizing, I was like, oh, I actually had a super crush on this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did end up getting in touch with him and we chatted yeah. online. He lived in Sydney. I lived in Perth. Of course. It's I, ugh, we dated online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Prior to that, I guess I, I guess I thought I was bi. Mm. Um, came out to first person I came out to. I kind of made friends with a queer person at this place I was staying at, um, and we were both closeted. And we'd you know talk to each other about things. Mm. And he was a really good friend. Um, and together we both kind of had our coming out journey kind mm. of happening around the same time. Um, and I ended up dating. A girl who was at the place, she was a German exchange student oh. and really nice person. Yeah. And so she was, apart from my friend, she was the first person I came out to. And oh. it was a really, really nice experience. Like, um, her dad used to run a choir back in Germany and uh, she had experience with queer people. And mm. she was like, okay, so what does that mean for us? I'm like, doesn't mean anything. She's like, no, okay. And then we just kept on dating. And then she did have to go back to Germany. So we broke up. Um, And then after that, um, I just solely started dating guys after then. Mm -hmm. Uh, I changed my um, attraction label to be gay. um, And I really have 
only dated men since then. Mm. Um, I think thanks to TikTok, I've realised I think I'm actually pan, mm. but um, it doesn't really matter anymore because I'm with someone and that's going to be forever. So, um, so like on stage, I just say gay because it's so much easier to explain. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and it's confusing for people if I keep changing my title and I'm like, Oh, it doesn't even matter to me anymore because I, I won't be with someone else. So anyway, um, came out to my parents. They were the next people I came out to. Mm. And so they lived in Port Hedland. I technically lived in Port Hedland, but I would uh, study in Perth. So I went mm. to Perth for uni yeah. and would go back to Hedland in the school holidays, the uni holidays. And so by about 2003, I had, um, hadn't done a lot of planning about coming out to them, mm. um, but I just, I, I couldn't deal with the lying anymore. Mm. Um, and it just, it ate away at me. And yeah. so my mum and I, we got on really well. Um, we would stay up late in the holidays and watch TV and just hung out, eat popcorn, whatever. And so one night um, we would be up late, we'd finished watching something and just out of nowhere, I hadn't planned this, I was just like, Mum, I've got something to tell you. And, like, as I said that, like, I got nervous. Like, yeah. my throat yeah. closed yeah. up. It's such an adrenaline rush, isn't it? Oh. As soon as you say it, you're like, a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was not ready. Yeah. Absolutely not ready. Uh, not articulate enough to know why I wanted to tell her mm. or how to explain things. But it like had to get out. It had to get out. Yeah. yeah. And um, she did not take it well. Mm. Uh, I, my parents are quite religious. It's a Catholic family. Right. And um, <clears throat> originally I I thought, okay, I'm close with my mum. I'll come out to her. Uh she'll be fine. And then, you know, we can deal with dad together. Um, in the end, it ended up being that she was really not, not okay. Um, that night after we stayed up for what felt like forever talking, um, me trying to convince her who I was, her trying to convince me to just focus on women. And I was like, well, I don't want to. <laughs> uh, and like so much God talking there mm-hmm. and oh, it was quite traumatic. Um, and exhausting about the sounds of it too. Yeah. 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 Like we finally just give up arguing mm. and we go to bed. Um, so I'm in my room and then she appears and she has found like a crucifix and she puts it up on my shelf and then proceeds to pray the rosary over me. Oh, That's gosh. a long, that's so long. <laughs> oh man. And like, she's trying to make me join in and I'm just like trying not to explode. Mm. Furious, scared. Um, it was horrific. Mm. Um, I didn't know really what my options were. Uh, I felt quite trapped in Headland. Mm-hmm. Um, Luckily, there were only a couple more days left of school holidays or uni holidays. So I was like, okay, I just need to get through like three days, I think. And um, so we just, I just lay there as she prayed the rosary. And um, the next day was weird. Um, Like I woke up in this day's foggy, like, overtired, not sure, like, what did just happen last night? Mm. Um, And, like, I wasn't that close to my dad. 
we got on, but it's fine. Uh, we didn't spend that much time together. And then suddenly that day he he suddenly needed to take me for a drive. Oh, God. And I was like, what mm-hmm. is happening? Yeah. <laughs> this guy has not a great temper um, mm. and I didn't know, am I in physical danger? Am mm. I just going to get yelled at? He <laughs> He didn't talk that much. He's not a man of many words and he was like, why your mum tells me you are a perverted poofed up. What, why is this? Oh and, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, I, I like guys. It was very awkward talking mm-hmm. to dad about it. And then I, I don't really remember what happened. Um, we then did some errands at a friend's place, got home. Nothing was really achieved. But then what I'm not really sure about is the, if it was the next day or the day after, this is when it got really messy. Um, so I, when I was in Perth, before I'd fly home to Headland, I would always go to these Indian food maker people um, and buy these like savoury, delicious things. Um, they would make it in bulk. Mm. We'd have like 40 of these things, mm. um, like paradas with this awesome dal filling. You fry Yum. it, you have it with egg in the morning. Mm. It's delicious. Um, other things. Anyway, I would come back from Perth with like bags and bags of frozen food and they <laughs> would just go straight in our freezer. Um, and then, you know, every weekend or something, we'd have a, a really tasty Indian um, brekkie. And so... That morning, both my sister and I, we wake up and mum is just, like, not sane. We, it was this weird, just to, like, wake up into confusion. <clears throat> Dad is trying to work out what's going on with mum. Mum is like, they're gone, where are they? And she's, um, we work out that... <laughs> Of the, like, 40 or 60 of these frozen things that were in the freezer, um, they're just not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think happened was, so because in Headland, because it's so hot, mm. um, bin day, any of your food that you would be checking to the bin, you put it in, we would put it in yeah. a bag in the freezer, and mm. then the night before bin day goes in the bin. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. <laughs> so what I reckon is so that... Like a simple accident has happened. I yeah. reckon they accidentally threw it out. Um, Yikes. <laughs> but that food had gone missing... Um, my mum was really into scrapbooking and she had like this massive collection of expensive scrapbooking stuff and she misplaced a pair of scissors and she's like, the food is gone. The scissors have been, have disappeared. The devil has been invited into this house. And it was like, okay, what is going on here? Mm -hmm. Um, Specific items for the devil to steal. The devil was hungry and needed (laughs) to cut things. Need some cold meat and what? Yeah. And so I got my sister. She's about three and a half years younger than me. So she was year 11 maybe at that point. Mm. Um, And I'm like, we're going for a drive. I just took her out of there so that mum could calm down. And uh, my grandma had recently passed away that year. Mm. Uh, She was in the late stages of dementia. And talking to my sister recently, she was saying, I just thought mum had come down with dementia. <laughs> like she, nothing was making sense. Mm. Um, I'd been banned from telling my sister what I could, um, anything about me. Um, it was very like, just try and block off Gavin from telling anyone. I couldn't tell any of their friends, couldn't mm. tell my sister. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so we just hung out. <laughs> we went to go visit my grandma's grave actually and uh, hung out there for a bit. And then when we couldn't delay it any further, we came back home 
And at that point, my mum had calmed down um, to the point where they had called over a priest to do a mini exorcism on myself in the home. And That's so, calming down, is it? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. So uh, we just – I don't even know what was happening. I just remember being furious and it felt like my lips were sewn shut. I wasn't allowed to talk. Mm. I just had to – put up with this and it was it was really terrible Mm. um being in headland i didn't have any of my friends there i just i just needed to get out so whenever the flight came i was like really happy to get back to perth and um and then i was away from them and we didn't talk about things for a long time um I was just, I'm going to do a little bit of a quote here. I would get letters from mum and dad and they'd be, I was um, auditioning to get into WAPA at the time. Oh, and so, wow. uh, big leagues. <laughs> very Perth arts, yeah. Everyone in Perth has been to WAPA. But, um, so she'd like sent a letter saying, okay, you really need to get onto your theory because you haven't part, you haven't done any theory exams, blah, blah, blah. And then randomly she's got a glad to know you are keeping busy and keeping focused on good things. You know right from wrong. And she's like underlined right from wrong. Mm -hmm. And please don't let your mind wander along paths that are likely to lead you astray and bring shame and disgrace to our family. You're a wonderful person and everyone has such a high opinion of you and your good character. We love you and we pray for you daily. Remember to read Proverbs. And so it was just like continual things like that. There was always over the next year there would be like if – Previously, we used to watch Will and Grace together. My mum thought it was hilarious. Suddenly, <laughs> loved it. Um, suddenly, since I came out to them, oh, that Jack is a stupid character. Mm. Why <laughs> Why yeah. can't Will be with Grace? <laughs> mum, come on. <laughs> Very obvious. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like, comments all the time and I still wasn't allowed to tell my sister. And so it was your sister. uh, She was lovely. I don't know what my parents thought it would do to her. They were like her young yeah, one of the things was her young mind is not ready to deal with this um, horror of her beloved brother. But you know something's being uh, kept from you. And when mm. you know something's being kept from you and your whole family's like holding something back, yeah. you feel worse because you think it's like all about you. I feel yeah, for her exactly. so It bad. was just really terrible. Um, does she and, know now? Uh, yes, she yeah. does know now. She does as of um, right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's the coolest. I love my sister. Oh, I'm so and, happy. Uh, yeah, originally I thought she was an ally and she has since come out and oh. it is awesome. She's uh, engaged to be married to a lovely woman. Yay. Um, so I'm excited to go to their wedding soon. Oh, so cool. <laughs> Yay. Um, yeah, very, very funny actually that she has come out because um, so I was studying at Wobbam, had a great time. Um during that year, my sister was finishing year 12 at school. Mm. And uh, so she was going to be going to uni the next year. My parents bought a place in Perth so that one of them could move to Perth. They were still happily married, um, but one of them needed to move to Perth so that my sister wouldn't get uh, go down this terrible path that yeah. I'd been dragged down. The big city had uh, ruined me, apparently. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they actually lived apart for two years. Dad would come back to Perth every um, 
whenever he could get leave so that he could see mum. Um, and mum just, she got a transfer. I think dad eventually got a transfer when he was, when a position came up about two years later. Um, but so yeah, they bought a place. I had my 21st birthday there. <laughs> uh, there was no furniture. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> we got our guests to bring chairs. <laughs> I love that. BYO everything. Was, was musical chairs involved? Or? <laughs> I don't think enough people brought enough chairs. There was definitely fairy bread. I, oh, that's yes. good. Iconic. Has to be. So good. Mum was like, you want fairy bread? I'm like, yes. yes. <laughs> With the emphasis on fairy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, so we had the party there. And then so I moved in with them into this Perth home. And so by the next year, 2005, I was again at Whopper. I just got on a job at um, Pizza Hut. I was a delivery driver at Pizza Hut. So earlier in that day, I'd been on my computer. I was just cleaning up things and I found that there were some two slightly naughty videos that had been downloaded onto my computer about maybe five years ago. The person that downloaded them was me. Uh, <laughs> this was like back in the days of like dial up internet where mm-hmm. all yeah. the websites. Like it was, Once you had your video, you keep it. Yes. You're never getting another it one. Was, yeah. It was a two second promo of like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm like, ah, oh, didn't realize I still had that on there. I'll delete that. Deleted it. Go to uni. Have a great day. Go to um, my first shift at Pizza Hut mm. as a delivery driver have a great time, meet lots of people. And then I get home later that night to a very serious mum and dad. And they're like, we need to talk, come into the lounge room. And uh, I discover that dad has been onto my computer. Uh, He needed to undelete something. He accidentally deleted something and he noticed there were some videos there. So he undeleted them and watched them. (laughs) (laughs) And then like this whole ordeal I got kicked out of home. They, um, they were like, you're welcome to stay here as long as you don't go to any queer venues, don't have any queer friends over. So you can't go to Wabba. You can't. What was it? There were just all these rules. And the biggest one that scared me was, and a condition of you living here is that you need to go see a psychiatrist. And that was what really scared me. Mm. Um, Psychiatrist. Psychologists can't prescribe drugs. Mm. Psychiatrists can. And if they found like a super anti-gay Catholic psychiatrist, I didn't know what was going to happen. I had these like real um, nightmares where I was getting strapped down and like the rubber gag in your mouth Mm. and electrotherapy, um, straight conversion therapy. Um, And I was scared that I was going to get, kidnapped by my parents in the middle of the night and get put into an asylum where they would do this to me. Um, And so I did point out, however, that night in the midst of things, I was like, so hold on, you realise you're kicking me out because I deleted gay porn, right? (laughs) (laughs) And they did not find that funny. (laughs) Had to try. (laughs) had also been deleted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it was just a really terrible experience. I managed to somehow get through it. Um, There were some really, really low periods. I, there was a time where I just wanted to end things and I would get emails and text messages from my parents with like Bible quotes. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And like, it was constant. I kind of, I don't know if it was PTSD or something, but like I was a wreck. Like every time I got a notification of a new email coming through or if there was going to be a text message, I was like, oh God, how are they going to verbally abuse me now? Um, And so I ended up a year later writing them a letter, uh, which was kind of like catching them up on my life and being like, I'm so sorry you have missed out on so many exciting things that I've been through. Wish you could have been there. Um, but that letter did not go down well. Mm. Um, by that point, I, I think I said that I was gay at that point. Um, and I was a little bit too intelligent in my writing. I was like, mm. I'm not a homosexual, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes sense to me does not make sense to non-allies. They're like, what do you mean you're not a homosexual but you're gay? And I just got got really annoyed. They had some responses and I never actually replied to that letter. I was like, you know what, I just, I don't need to deal with this. So let it go. Um, And um, I guess from there, what happens? So I've been kicked out. I didn't talk to them uh, for quite a while. And then maybe after about a year, I tried to maintain the relationship. And so I reached out. I was like, hi, would you like to catch up? They're like, yes, let's do that. So we organised to catch up every second Friday night. Um, So I'd go over to their place. Um, All the rules were still in place. I couldn't talk about anything gay, blah, 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 blah. Um, And... I you just, I would, life at all. I'd no. really like to know what was on the list of anything gay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm just so, I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> because, like, anything I'm around is gay, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like uh, you have to split yourself in half when yeah. you're like, oh, wait, I can't tell them about that person because they're gay. I can't talk about that event because that was fair day. And oh, I can't talk about anything. Um, I can't imagine what that was doing to your studies and your ability was, to study. Mm, like, it was terrible. It. I, I flunked. Like, in 2005. Yeah. I had to pull out of uni. Um, I was depressed. I I was on Centrelink for like maybe three months, two months. And just every time that money came in, like in order to get Centrelink, I needed to get my parents to sign a form saying that there'd mm. been a breakdown of our relationship. And so every time the money came in, I'm like, oh, God, the government agrees that my family is broken. And so I like... I just looked for work so that I could get off Mm. Centrelink. Um, And I was just failing at uni. My music suffered terribly. Like I had no creativity. It was the worst. Um, I was not a great swimmer at the time. And I do remember walking along the river and just wanting to drown myself. Mm. And the only, like the only thing that stopped me that day was that, I was like, I cannot let my parents erase my queer history Mm. because I know that, like, there will be no mention of this Um, and they'll just sweep everything under the rug. And that was honestly the only thing that kept me alive. Um, I turned around and with each step that I got closer to home, I was like, okay, well, I've just, I've got to be strong over this. And um, it was so terrible. Um, in fact, to like the Friday night, so we'd hang out and this one week I'd started dating someone and I was so excited about yeah. them. I mm. thought they were gorgeous. And 
on the Friday uh, that I was going to go see my parents, he dumped me via text. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on. It hadn't we even been a week. Like, yeah. I was like, what? I was, move. <laughs> <laughs> I was so upset. And I got to their place and I was able to talk about it with my sister, but um, couldn't tell my parents because mm-hmm. of the rules. Yeah. And it was just really terrible. I was like going off into the other room to cry sometimes and then come back and I'm like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. And I just don't know why I let myself into that situation for so long. I guess I was I was young and I, I couldn't imagine a life without my parents. Mm. Yep. And like we used to be so close and then suddenly it was just you you are the devil like that is <laughs> yeah that is what they think of me and just <sighs> terrible anyway so i tried this thing we kept it up for a while and then i met my my current partner my fiance mm. <laughs> uh he's amazing he's wonderful <laughs> like the nicest person no he is um, <laughs> and so we'd been together for i don't know a couple of months and he was like so what are we doing for christmas and i like shot him down immediately i'm like christmas uh i'm not seeing you for christmas <laughs> i'm not ready to say goodbye to my parents forever and he's yeah. like he didn't say anything. Yeah. Internally, I knew he was like, well, that was over dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, we are not doing Christmas together this year. Maybe next year. So the following year, um, it was the week just before Easter. That's how much notice I was giving them. Mm. I was like, okay, mom, dad, um, you're going to have to have Paul over for Christmas. We are spending Christmas together. And... They just outright were like, no, we're not, we're not having him. He's not welcome in this home. And uh, that, that was one of our Friday night catch-ups. Um, and I was like, well, why are we continuing this facade? And they didn't really have an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, well, guys, we are not catching up anymore. Mm-hmm. And they, they were like, well, you're welcome in our home Whenever I'm like, well, I'm not, am I? Because mm. you only want part of me and my partner can't come over. I was like, actually, you're welcome in our home when you want to come and meet him. So we left it on that and um, they have not come over. Mm. <laughs> that has now been like 10 years. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like religious extremists, they they really, really frustrate me. Yeah. Um, so... I'm glad you're not too into politics because that's a whole other <laughs> wild vine. There's a whole other thing. But like, that's the thing that happens with time too is like, I mean, once you get to 10 years, like what could they honestly show up and say or do yeah. that would like make yeah. up for 10 years? Like time yeah. is a big obstacle. And yeah. The longer they leave it, the worse it gets. It gets worse. It also gets better. Like yeah. I really, um, I don't, I don't cry every day about this anymore. Yeah. Um, I... I can make jokes about it and laugh sometimes. Uh, I was not laughing last night as so I was like copying and there's like emails and stuff in here. Um, <laughs> and goodness. it's uh, just, it was, it was a journey to put it together. I'm very thankful that I now have this in chronological day order mm. so that I know what time frame things happen in. Um, but 
it's just really sad. Like yeah. my sister is getting married in March. Mm. Uh, Paul and I, we're getting married in March as well, a oh, week wow. later. Oh, wow. Um, and they're not coming to either of our weddings. In the period of a week, <laughs> our parents are going to miss out on both of their kids' weddings. Um, my sister's still actually in touch with them, and I don't know how she does it. Yeah. Um, she And she has the same rules. She's not really meant to talk about any gay stuff. And um, it's just so weird. Like, when I think about the hierarchy of where I lie, so my sister and her partner, they've got two gorgeous dogs. They mm. are so cute. Yeah. Um, we love dogs. <laughs> and my parents love their dogs. So their dogs go over to my parents' house. I'm like, oh, so I am lower down mm. on the, the, the hierarchy uh. than my sister's dogs. That what is if just... the dogs are gay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> So, in summary, it's been an interesting journey. <laughs> I, That's my report. <laughs> that was the very short version. There were 15 pages. Um, oh, ooh, I didn't mention there was in 2014, so I caught up with my godmother. Um, she is a lovely, lovely woman. And um, she was a... Uh, got to introduce Paul to her because I'd never officially come out to her. Uh, we don't see each other that much. Mm. Uh, and so I was like, can I bring Paul over? She's like, yes, I'd love to meet him. And so that was my like coming out, like coming out never ends, does it? You've got workplaces, you've got new friends. It's just like fun if you look a little gay and then people kind of assume, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, you don't have to come out to everyone anymore. Yeah. I speak in everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so we... Yeah, I took Paul over to her place and we chatted and, like, lovely. And then she asked about my parents and I told the whole story. And at that point, I was a lot more raw. Like, mm. there was lots of ugly crying going on. Yeah. And uh, I guess it hurt her to see how upset I was by it. And so she got in touch with my parents. I don't know what she said to them, mm. but um, it prompted them to contact me and they said we'd like to meet. So we organised this catch-up. So this was 2014. I specifically remember lots of texting going back and forth, organising the logistics of this catch-up <laughs> with my mother. Okay. Um, <laughs> Just mum? Just mum. Uh, dad was going to be there as well. But mum and I, we are the communicators. Mm. And so dad, he just flies off the handle. Yeah. And it's, it's better if I interact with mum for the communication side of stuff. Um, and she, <laughs> I was at the Perth Royal show. So whenever, whatever time of year this is, that is when we were organising the logistics of, okay, so we're catching up, but you can't bring Paul. I'm like, well, I need a support person. So then I like, I'm bringing a different friend to this meeting. And she's like, why does this person have to come? I'm like, because I need someone. Yeah. <laughs> God, let me bring somebody. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I brought a friend and at the time I had a day job and I was working as like a, a manager type role. And so I ran this meeting like a meeting. There was an agenda. <laughs> <laughs> I had written out everything I was going to say and I read it word for word and I gave them a copy. Um, and it was just like the third coming out. <laughs> um, and like it, it ended with a, where do we go from here um, thing? And basically it was like, okay, so you need to get in touch with me, with us when you are ready to accept 
Paul and I. Um, and you're welcome to get in touch with us. And like I was looking over my notes, I had like scribbled some notes from that meeting and we said it may be two days, it may be 10 years, uh, but that is where we're at. Um, so I'm not holding my breath. Um, as my mum kicked me out of home years earlier, uh, she promised me, she was like, Gavin, so she believes in life after death. Um, and she promised me like bottom of her heart. She's like, if I'm wrong about this, I will figure out a way to get a sorry to you after I die. And I'm just like, I have to wait for my mother to die for closure yeah. on this. And that like really cut me off at the time. Yeah. I, I did go down this rabbit hole of trying to find a medium <laughs> who could talk to people when people had died. So I was like, okay, so when my mum dies, I need to find this person and I need to find the right person now so that I'm ready then. And it was just, it was not, not a great mindset to be in and I've kind of moved away from that now and I'm like you know I just don't I don't even need the sorry anymore I just don't want to think about this of course so so that's my short coming out story (laughs) (laughs) Kaya this is Laurie from episode 13 and you're listening to Queer Stories on the Swan always remember stay fabulous um, yeah, wow. I think it's the shortest we've ever had. <laughs> I think it's the most raw we've ever had on the show. Yeah. And if I may just put in a little note here, um, you were saying before how you were saying you were, you thought in your head you couldn't imagine a life without your parents. I want to say how brave it was for you to actually take that step mm, and yeah. said, if you, uh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't want to make you feel more upset or anything, but you took that step to say, no, you want to come see me, you have to come on my terms. Mm. I thought that was incredibly brave. Yeah. Yeah. So It was really hard to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess there was a lot of me reneging on that. <laughs> like yeah. as I tried to maintain a connection, basically I wanted to show them that not all gay people are evil, you know? Yeah. I don't know what you've yeah. seen, but um, we can be nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're not <Sometimes>. all bitchy. <laughs> And so that was what kind of prompted me to do the catch up with them every fortnight thing. Yeah. Um, because prior to that, I just was not in touch with them at all. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it just wasn't worth my mental health. Yeah, of course. Um, and I realized that I am not qualified um, to to help them get to where they need to be. Mm. Um, I gave them like plenty of uh, resources. They had plenty of resources for me. They like recommended like this um, ex-gay group back when it wasn't mm-hmm. illegal um, yep. and priests and quotes and stuff and a book and ugh. um And I went back to them with, hey, let's go to PFLAG. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually go to a PFLAG meeting with a friend and that was amazing. Mm. Like so, such a wonderful group. Um, there was a woman there, her son, had just come out to her a month earlier. Mm. She was Catholic. She was really struggling with it, but she was there. And like, that gave me hope. I was like, okay, Catholics can come to this. They can want to try and accept their kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, to this day, I don't think my parents have gone to a PFLAG meeting. I did leave them information. I gave it to them at multiple of these meetings. Um, but I've not heard anything. So I'm, I'm going to assume no. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I'm so glad you have people around you to support yeah. you now. You know, mm. your your fiance, oh. your sister, uh, your your godmother. Do you still? I, I know you say you don't talk. Yeah, to we her don't much, see her much. She lives in Joondalup. You yeah. know, oh, so far to drive. <laughs> <laughs> We're like but you're still south. on good oh. terms. With her, so, yeah, no, we're we're close. She's really really nice. It's like one of those relationships where you can see each other once every week or once every yeah. five years, and like it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I'm so glad. Um, wow, um, Aria, oh we should probably have you I on didn't now. Bring notes. <laughs> and I don't. Oh no. <laughs> um, I made a mistake letting you go first. <laughs> I you know what? You should gave have gone me first. every opportunity. Um, and I was like, oh, you brought no. She's like, okay. oh, you want three minutes? I'll give you many three minutes. <laughs> three. <laughs> um, wow. Like, I know that you, both of you have already really said it, but like, thank you so much for sharing all of that. That's like, yeah. it's a lot, um, but it's so powerful and so important, like, as a survivor. You know, and and like I feel it as the eldest sibling myself. Um, you definitely paved the way so that your younger siblings can have not necessarily like the best time, but a slightly better time. Mm-hmm. You know, so that you sort of push down all the walls, so that when the next one comes along to push down walls, they go, "Oh wait, no, we know how this goes." Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, I grew up in Wankatha land uh, in Kalgoorlie. Right. Um, that's where I spent the first ten years of my existence. Um. Kalgoorlie, well, I mean, I haven't been back recently, so I'll pretend that um, I'm just saying that it was then, is now, um, <laughs> <laughs> continues to be quite uh, shut off from the rest of the world. Yeah. It's a mining town. Mm. Um, my dad worked really hard underground. Um, my mum is a very powerful woman, but was very like, always wanted to be a mum, like that's what she wanted to do, mm. um, and did a really good job of, of raising three kids, like she did her thing. We ended up moving to Perth um, in 2005. Um, and the whole time I've just never had the language to describe what I thought I was or what I thought was going on with me. Um, gay never seemed to fit it perfectly mm. uh, to, you know, to cut to the chase really quickly. I didn't really care who I was making out with. I was just, I'll make it out with you. You know, like, <laughs> I'm doing Do you have it. a mouth? No. <laughs> I love mouths. <laughs> Um, I think they're swell <laughs> and it sounds like super, maybe it sounds a bit woo woo, but I always like went into any situation being like, if I'm lucky enough to get to make out with you or to get to go any further with you, then like, then I'll work with whatever's happening. Like what a privilege that you let me see your body or you let me like touch you at all. Like, that's amazing. I'll be a part of this experience with you. I never really thought of it being like, well, I need this mechanics to be there yep. for me to be wanting to work with the operating system. I've never been one being like, I'm Windows, I'm Mac, I'm this. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm happy to be included <laughs> in the situation. <laughs> I'm very like participation trophies. I'm just really happy to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, in terms of like an awakening moment, um, there were so many. <laughs> Like there was just so many moments where you would look at somebody or a situation and you really think that you just have like a hardcore friendship with somebody, like you were saying with Tim, often <laughs> 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 in, in uh, Canberra. Like you just go like, this person, if I'm not near this person, then I don't know what's happening. And, you know, and there's a lot more leeway with femme people, I think, because you can like, you can jump in your best girlfriend's bed at 15 and it's not really a big deal. You're just like hanging out. And it's not, it's fine. <laughs> I wish guys were able to right? do that. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, be weird. I totally respect that there's like a level of emotional vulnerability that I was allowed to play in and still call that friendship. Um, 
And then I realized that as some of these friendships ended, the heartbreak that I would feel mm. um, went so far beyond anything that was reasonable. Like it would last for months or <laughs> one situation, it lasted like a couple of years. Mm. And I would still be like sending small gifts as a teenager oh. being like, hi, it's your birthday mm-hmm. and maybe you'll talk to me again. And I didn't really recognize that like this isn't, you're not, this isn't a friendship breakup. You know, you're not absorbing this <laughs> as a friendship breakup. This is a breakup and you're going through a breakup right mm. now. Um, and it took a really long, like a long time before I had the language to attach to that. Um, like I said, gay didn't really fit for me personally as mm. a word. And then like when I, when the word by, and I know it's been around for a lot longer, when that word like came to my ears, it didn't sit right to me either. Like mm. I just couldn't like, you know, trying on hats being like <laughs> this one. No, this one doesn't work. <laughs> um, uh, so event like now at 27 years old, I am settled on the word pan, pansexual. Yep. Um, but I mean, like with anything that could change, it's like, if I see a new hat, I could try a new hat on. Um, but yeah, there were so many different awakening moments that made me sit there and go, okay, this is something that I want to try. This is something that I like. This is something that I don't like. And there's been like, because I did move out quite young, um, because I did find my person quite young, um, my spouse and I have been together for 11 years. Wow. Um, we've been married for five. Um, so, so yeah, there's a, we've had a lot of time to grow up together and to figure stuff out together, which has been like quite a, it's quite a privileged spot to be sitting in. So I never really had, like, I didn't do an official, I need to sit my parents down and tell them anything particular because like, I've got this person mm. and we're going through life together and that's how it is. Um, and any expressions that we find outside of that, anything that we do together, like that's a journey that we get to go on together and that's really fun and cool. And mm. and I don't know if anyone else deserves to be involved in that, like without sounding like super rude to the parents that I love very much, <laughs> the siblings that I think are great. Like you, you don't have to come on this journey with me. Like you got to come on so many others. Yeah. So this is one that I get to do and that's awesome. Mm. That's short. (laughs) (laughs) That must have been the longest one we've ever heard before. (laughs) Real contrast with Aaron uh, and Gavin there. Yeah, both were great stories. (laughs) First prize. (laughs) We don't need to rank these, please. Oh, my God, no. 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 (laughs) So what was high school like for you guys? Do you want to go first? (laughs) I hated high school so much. You hated it? I hated it. I didn't have a good time. Where did you go to high school? uh, So I went to a Catholic high school. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Herein lies the problem. Um, Yeah, I really... This is the Catholic episode, by the way. (laughs) This episode sponsored by God. (laughs) God. (laughs) Not really. It's fine. Um, (laughs) Sorry, I burn burn up in a church. It's not... not. I'm going to have to put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. (laughs) Sorry, listeners. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was at Catholic school um, from, like, grade 5 to grade 10. Mm. Um, like, as soon as we moved to Perth, it was like, there you are. You're in Catholic school now. Um, the idea, I think, being that it would be the best education, I think. I think that's what they thought. Like, my parents weren't necessarily Catholic themselves. Um, my dad would always tell this joke, uh, being like, oh, I know how I got you into that school. I talked to the principal, and the principal was like, but you're not Catholic. And I said to them, I said, yes, but if I had ever had a question for the Almighty, I wouldn't ask God, I'd ask his missus. <laughs> like, that was the line. 
like this like <laughs> kind what? of like slightly salty misogynistic <laughs> and then, like well, like because because she's got all the answers because the men never know like that's the joke <laughs> that's the joke I'm glad you found it funny I've heard oh it too God. many times to find joy in it anymore oh, <laughs> I've so just never heard of it before <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was like that was like I don't know how true it is but that's like what he said that's how we got into Catholic school <laughs> I could just imagine being on the receiving end of that. I'd be like, "Yeah, this like oh, shit, this like, <laughs> this like six foot something mining bloke being like, oh, no, excuse me, like, <laughs> <laughs> so, and but from the time I was there, I was just like not in the right place because if you ask questions at a Catholic school, you're not really in the right place. Um, not not ones for answers, unfortunately, the Catholic education system. Uh, in my experience, um, my disclaimer. <laughs> uh, and in high school, I unfortunately just like, because I loved um, music and musicals and I hadn't really found my place in terms of like what I wanted to do. Um, not that you should know what you want to do at 13, but you know, <laughs> kind of kind of feel like you have to uh i was relentlessly bullied i've been Mm. like i didn't know but i've been like kind of a very small like socialist from a very young age i used to do this like big speech at catholic school with like well kevin rudd here i'm showing my age because kevin rudd was the prime minister at the time Um, (laughs) kevin rudd and his cleaning lady who cleans his toilets are no more important than each other Mm. and like i would do this massive one me like a little like one me little miss prizes here and there and stuff but it didn't win me friends Um, By the way, I'm similar age to you, so you're fine. (laughs) Kevin 07 and the woman who cleans his toilet, they are the same to me and just doesn't get you a lot of friends, that sort of talk. Yeah. Um, But now it would... would yeah, now it would kill. It would kill. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's the incorrect language to be using and you're 12 years old, 13 years old. Like you're not using the right rhetoric at all. But yeah. it didn't win me a lot of friends. Um, I used to get like vicious rumours. I had dog food thrown at me quite a fair bit. Mm. Um, I would hide away in bathrooms. Um, eventually, though, I hid away in the music room. Um, and we had a teacher at that school. I won't name the school and I won't name the teacher, um, but we had a teacher at that school who, to me, was quite clearly queer and it unfortunately led to his termination from that school. Um, but he was the person who was like, well, if it's not going to be playing an instrument, maybe it could be singing. So as much as the bullying being relentless and the time that I had there being absolutely horrific, it was an introduction into my voice being my instrument and mm. I'm very grateful for that. So yeah, that's my high school. <laughs> Yeah, Kevin Rudd and Cleaning Lady, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love how you're like, this is like what, year eight, year seven? Yeah. 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 I like how you're like the Lisa Simpson of that, uh, <laughs> of that age. I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. <laughs> so I've only recently probably why. That's references. probably why. <laughs> I've only recently, no, we'd watch Daria instead. Oh, my God. <laughs> Equally cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't old enough to appreciate that show. Now I want to watch it like oh. crazy. You'd love it. I was. I would. I would. I, I'm such a cynical adult. I can just relate <laughs> so much. Okay, so um, fifth question. You're both musicians. Um, well, we kind of just answered this question. How did you discover that was your calling? Aria, you, you've just said it. What about you, Gavin? What, like, what drew you into music? Do you um, have notes for this one? I have no notes. No <laughs> notes. I can just like go off my memory. <laughs> um, so I guess in Headlands, my family was a real indoor family. Right. Um, we we stayed inside. We did not go outside. Oh, it's hot in Headlands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. From what I've heard, it's kind of it's, crazy. Yeah, yeah. N- not pleasant. Uh, it, you would just melt. And yeah. so my family got, my parents got me into music lessons at a young age. My dad has an ear for music. 
So he can just pick up the guitar or the piano and play anything. Um, and my mum learned the piano as a kid and so she could read music. So I'm like the combination of my parents. Mm-hmm. My dad's ear for music. My mum, she put in the hard work making me practice and mm-hmm. read and everything. Um that being said, my reading skills are very bad. <laughs> I need to do more practice at the moment. Uh, <laughs> sometimes the, the notes just do look like dots. And I'm like, oh, what oh, is yeah. that note? More oh, practice. I mean, they are. They, they are, are dots, yeah. but they mean something. And <laughs> I should know what they mean. Like, I'm a performer. Uh, <laughs> Whereas me, it all just looks like just scribble on the wall. I'm like, no, nope, no. Nope. I tried. I really tried. I'm not a muso. So I respect you both for being musos. <laughs> but no, so I um, started learning piano from like maybe five years old, maybe mm-hmm. five, I think. And. Um, all the way through school, kept with lessons. I really wanted to learn the saxophone as well. Mm. Don't know where, where I got this idea from. And I like bugged my mum. I was like, I want to learn, want to learn. We missed the cutoff for like learning at school. Mm. And so then like apparently I was really annoying for the next year. <laughs> <laughs> and we made sure we got the cutoff for the next year. <laughs> so I learned the saxophone. Um, and then when I went to boarding school, I came to boarding school in Perth from year nine onwards. Um we didn't think that I'd have enough time for learning both instruments. And as I was boarding, if I went to someone's house for a long weekend or something, mm. I wouldn't know if they would have a piano. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to, I'll hold on to the sax. I'll learn that and I'll drop the piano, uh, which was quite sad. Um, I didn't realize how much I liked playing the piano until I stopped. You lost it, mm. yeah. And uh, so I just, I really put all my focus into the saxophone. I ended up doing, um, uh, what is now ATAR, back then it was TEE. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember TEE. You remember TEE? <laughs> <Yeah, area. laughs> I didn't do TEE, I did WACE. Uh, uh, WACE? Yeah. There's too many acronyms. Just, just, yeah. just. Anyway, year 12 <laughs> exams. It decides who you are for the rest of your life and it's yes. very serious and that's who you'll be for us. Uh, that's why I'm struggling <laughs> to find out what I am still. I didn't do my WACE. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I like really focused. Um, music ended up being my top scoring subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I probably over-practiced. I did not enjoy the saxophone by the time I got to year 12. <laughs> and uh, the last time I played the saxophone was probably like a little bit after year 12, but definitely year 12. Um, I tried it again after when I got to uni. I'm like, nah, the love is gone. Um, when I was practicing in high school, uh, there was a piano in the room. And when I get bored with the sax, I just jump on the piano and make up things. Um, And so that's kind of where my jazz style has come from. I was learning jazz sax and I just apply what I knew to piano. Yeah, it was lots of fun. (laughs) That's so awful. Like, that's so incredibly talented and skilled. It's like, oh, saxophone's too hard today. Let me just. (laughs) Let me just come over here and be fabulous. How dare you? Like a a number one song or something. Right. (laughs) My only talent is talking at people, so why don't you shut up? It is very useful. (laughs) So, yeah, that was where my my love of music kind of grew. I didn't realize how much I loved the piano until I gave it up. And then um, that just drew me back in. And, um, Oh, so I had no idea what I wanted to do when I finished school. And, you know, you need to know basically by year 10 because mm-hmm. you have to pick your units, your subjects for year 11 mm-hmm. because they need to then lead into year 12. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea. Um, we, what did we do? Oh, yes. So my mum, she was like, Gavin, you can type really fast. You should do computer science. And I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> and so I applied and unfortunately I got in. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. 
<laughs> and so for like, I don't know, two and a half years, I really struggled to make myself go to uni. I hated all the programming. Like I was okay at some of the things, um, but I just wasn't interested mm. and I was really scared of graduating <laughs> and so I I failed one unit like so many times I was already two and a half years or two years in and I had one more first year unit to finish mm. before I could actually be second year yeah. and uh we just had a discussion an honest discussion We're like what are you doing like I do not want to do this <laughs> <laughs> so um, also my parents had uh, at the point when I was in high school that said you cannot be a musician <laughs> uh, we will not support you financially if oh. you go down the music music path so go get a real job and uh you can support yourself if you want to do music. So music was not even an option um and uh, to be honest I I really had no idea what I wanted to mm. do. And if I had done music then, I possibly would have failed at that as well. Mm. I don't know. I really, I was not that motivated to be studying at that mm. point. I think a gap, a couple of years would have been a much better mm. route for me mm. while I figured out who I was, what I was doing. Um, and so then uh, after I had been allowed to fail at computer science, <laughs> I was still in Perth at the time and had a couple of music uh, piano lessons because I hadn't been learning piano since I was a kid. Um, so the new goal was I was going to go to WAPA. So I had a couple of piano lessons to just get me up to like skill level and got into WAPA and then did jazz piano there. It was couple it of lessons. Beautiful. <laughs> no, it beautiful. That's amazing. That's so good. I mean, I wasn't great. I thought in my head, I thought it was like the best oh, musician. Yeah. That's the rules. Like, coming from like, oh, Port no. Hedlands, <laughs> I was in my mind, you know, the best musician in town. And then you come to Perth. And also that probably wasn't true. It was just what I thought. You kind of need to think that though, when you're going up to those like audition tests and stuff, mm. you kind of need to have a bit of like, yeah, yeah. And- I can do this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. if I was to sit back and analyse my audition now, I'd probably be like, oh, you did that. Why did you do that? No, <laughs> slow down. You're speeding up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that was what got me onto the path of music and yeah. I've loved it. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so, <laughs> so glad. Okay. Um, whose turn is it? I think it was yours, Christo. Number six. Uh, Ari, you run a podcast called... Mike, Mike, Mike up to your mouth. Big yeah. podcasting 101. Principal. Hi. <laughs> Start asking questions or can you hear me? How many episodes are we into this show? <laughs> Shush, I need my moments, okay? Uh, mommy sorry. and mommy go on, are go on, go on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> there we go, it's on. All right. Ari, you run a podcast called WA Expose. Tell us about the new show and what audiences can expect listening to your show for the first time. Oh, okay. So... WA Expose, um, the tagline I use is a podcast about local arts by local artists. Um, I often find that we look at institutions and we look at big performance conglomerates when we think about Perth Arts. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is we go like, okay, well, Perth Arts, what is Perth Arts? Perth Arts is Whopper. And that's not a person. (laughs) That's an institution, um, an institution that is doing a very good job at taking um, teenagers' money off them that they don't have. Like a very good, very, that's their job though. That's like what they're supposed to do. They're doing a really good job at it. It's also a burger. (laughs) (laughs) But that's that's the one, like we think of like that as like the voice of young arts today um, to be an entire institution, Mm. which I kind of think is like just a little bit faulty because the voice of young artists today can't be a structure, Mm. you know, can't be a building. Um, or we think of, you know, okay, what's 
what's arts right now in Western Australia? Oh, any show that's happening at Crown Theatre. Mm. Great. Um, yeah, they put on fantastic shows, but until the lockdown and the pandemic, um, the majority of the artists performing in those productions weren't from Western Australia. Mm. Uh, and I've had the absolute pleasure and privilege of touring and performing all over this state. And we have amazing arts. Like not just not good arts. We have incredible local art from the bottom down as like Albany to the tip top all the way up in, in Broome. We've got incredible artists spread across this state. Um, and I really heavily believe in that really corny concept of like think, um, thinking globally and acting locally. So thinking about like what I thought I was missing, unreal. So my sidetrack really quickly is going to be that if you are at any of these institutions or if you are trying to be a musician or an actor or a presenter or anything, anything in the arts in Western Australia, you'll be told that you need to leave Western Australia. (laughs) You'll be at some point, someone will be like, but to be successful, you've got to go to Melbourne, to Sydney, overseas, interstate, wherever it might be. You can't stay here if you want to do the thing that you're trying to do. Um, And then he locked us out from the rest of the country (laughs) and all of the artists here went, Oh, so the thing I was supposed to do, which was to fuck off, I can't do anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not allowed to do that now. So what do we do? And I think the answer to that has been proven time and again by the amazing artists in this state um, to think globally and to act locally, Mm. like create the art scene that you want to be in, create the spaces that you want to be a part of here instead. So WA Expose is not by any means solving that problem. Um, I'm probably adding to it, if anything. (laughs) Um, But it's a show where we take the time to look at one individual artist. The original concept was that I would ask one question. I'm a hack and a fraud. (laughs) That is not what happens. (laughs) But it would be, so for someone like Gavin, it would be like, why music? And you can take that in any direction. Like, why is this the art form that you choose to participate in? Mm. And from there, we spider web out into all of these glorious places and really hone in on the local art scene and what we can do to continue like honoring the mm. amazing artists that are here and i'm just a lucky person who gets to ask all those questions <laughs> that's really really that's cool awesome. sorry i'm spinning up my questions again professionalism <laughs> people um, <laughs> um so kind of have to change that question um as of this week uh fringe <laughs> is about to start mm. what are your involvements in the festival because i heard really both excited. of you are heavily involved in said fringe wow have you've got your incredible one human show <laughs> can you tell us about that uh, so my shows i'm putting on a show called cabaret roulette mm-hmm. and that is well i do have another human involved in that one Oh. I'm not the only human involved. Oh, you need a wheel spinner. Uh, <laughs> you're, not, you're not the only hack and a fraud. No. <laughs> uh, in previous years, I've done it as a one-man show. Mm. And uh, this year, I've gotten a very talented friend. She's a singer. She's going to be singing with me, doing some like, oh impromptu God. harmonies and things on stage. Amazing. Yes. Um, but yeah, basically, I've got like this, uh, like a money wheel, you know. Like with you wheel of fortune. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's got all these emotions written on them. And then whatever, I spin it. She might spin it. Someone spins it. Whatever it lands on, um, there's an emotion. Uh, and then I tell a true story relating to that mm. emotion and then play a song relating to that story or the emotion. Oh, wow, so that's cool. wow. every yeah. night I did it, I don't know, six nights or eight nights in a row last year at Fringe. Mm. And that was an emotional roller coaster. Mm. Yeah, wow. I did uh, talk about my coming out experience for one of those emotions. And that killed me if I had that same story come up multiple nights in a row. Yeah. So this year, I'm like, I'm just going to do it once. Yeah. Then I don't have to worry if it comes up. Yep, great. I don't have to wake up crying the next day and Mm. be uh, really 
having to reset myself to be able to perform again. Yeah, and redoing your eyeliner before you go on to do it again, being like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's makeup. So I perform as like the Lady Gaga of the jazz world. <laughs> Stop. Um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I am such a Gaga stan. You so have sold me fun. immediately. Um, you will be disappointed that I don't know if I've got any Lady Gaga content in there at the moment. Don't care. You've already sold it to me. That line enough was enough. <laughs> It's my excuse to wear like fabulous costumes. Mm. I have a makeup artist yeah. and it's just so much fun. I get to just be stupid on stage, wear what I want, sing what I want, exactly. talk. Mm. Yeah. So that's yeah. Cabaret Roulette. Yeah. And An amazing show. <laughs> and it's on on the 12th of February. You are very right? good. Yes. Uh, Lyric Underground. Lyric Underground. Yes. yes. Very excited. We love people who do their research. So yeah. <laughs> Not me. You um. have Google. Well, I mean, I don't know what to do, but you were like, well, you'll be disappointed. I'm like, that's not how you sell a show. <laughs> <laughs> Not what you do, what's happening? I was excited. <laughs> Don't use the word disappointed. <laughs> there are some great moments and there are some very raw, upsetting mm. moments and you don't know what is going to happen. True. I don't know what's going to happen with each spin of the wheel. Um, I'm kind of running on adrenaline. Uh, there's some preparation that's gone into it and then there's a lot of just raw honesty and I really, I really love it. If I could put this on... I think every year, just for a one night only thing, I would yeah. totally be mentally okay with that. <laughs> yeah, and not do like a coming out story. Like, what did you say? Like five? Oh yeah. Like on some nights, it never comes up. I'm like, ah, oh, that was a really nice. You know what you can do? Just say, hey, listen to this uh, episode on this podcast. There's my coming out story. <laughs> <laughs> listen to that because I'm not doing it. Now. But it's <laughs> different because like that story, I've got like a particular song that is linked to this particular experience. True. Mm. And it's so amazing how like certain music is tied to the emotions. Totally. As so as I'm telling the story, one, I am reliving the emotions, which is a little bit difficult. Um, and then performing it also just transports me back in time to whatever was going on at the time. So it's a very therapeutic session for me. And I think <laughs> that everyone in the audience also kind of enjoys it. Uh. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think people really like like a lot of raw and honest things mm. these days. Like, there's a lot of people who think there's too much like kind of fabrication just for an audience reaction. People really like raw and honest yeah. stuff. It may be a bit confronting at times for some people, but I think there's a real appreciation mm. for raw and honesty. Yeah. I, I mean, like I never tonight. know what kind of trigger warning to put on this show because at the moment I yeah. just say mental health. Yeah, um, yeah, and that kind of just covers everything. Yeah, uh, but there are. I, I don't know, if I was to take a, a young kid to it, it could be slightly upsetting mm. and a parent would maybe need to have a chat with them afterwards and be like, okay, we are not going to kick you out of home. Yeah. You are mm. safe. Um, like there are there are some things that they might need to correct afterwards. But other than that, yeah. family friendly. Which is actually really, really great yeah. and powerful. That that people can of, hear that. Yeah. That can actually educate people. There's mm. Totally. There's so. a lot of beauty in helping people approach difficult conversations too mm. you know it, like may it may not necessarily mean that like the person like in your example who took a younger child to the show we don't mean an eight-year-old <laughs> um having to like approach that discussion with them it's kind of wonderful that you've given them like a pathway to it in mm. a lot of circumstances that kid may not be queer but there's more than likely six people in their lives that you, that are queer yeah you know yeah. <laughs> so it's good it's a good like pathway for people that whole representation representation matters it's <laughs> so, so important we aren't just it really, really it's does. a thing yeah. yeah, it yeah. actually exists. So there's that show. 
And then there's another show. Um, mm-hmm. I help run a choir. Uh, my friend and I, we run a choir together for anyone that does not identify as male. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm the only exception, but I'm, I'm just the accompanist and I help do like admin stuff in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we used to be a glee choir. It was, um, we do choreography to show tunes, a mm. little bit of rock and pop. Yes. Yeah, so much fun. Uh, called Tone Deft Choir. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She loves the puns. I love her for the puns. <laughs> puns are great. Where's that happening? So that we've got two nights. Mm-hmm. Um, also at Lyrics Underground on my same night, 12th oh, wow. of Feb. So uh, I guess who was in charge of booking that venue? <laughs> that was me. You were going to be busy that I day. I don't want to move. <laughs> that's set up that's the actually like the glorious geniusness of yes. that being like, I just like to stay here. Yeah. <laughs> you're running the across everything. comes off, more clothing goes on, yeah. and I'm ready. Yeah, let me recover in this room, then I'll be ready, and mm-hmm. I have to, have to go. I don't have to so go yeah, anyway. so we've got the 12th, and then the Thursday. What's the Thursday? The 6th. I think. 16th is I don't, t- I don't know. Oh, the February. That's the 15th. The 16th is a Thursday. Yes. Cool. So those two nights at um, Lyric Underground. And then my third show, which we are <laughs> together yeah. in. Yes. yes. This is the premiere of Queer Piano Bar or QPB, as I've been calling it because, you know, words. Um, <laughs> QPB. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I've recently. Uh, gotten to like come in contact with incredible queer musicians um which has been really exciting for me um who are a bit outside of like the musical genre spectrum Mm -hmm. which is always my absolute favorite thing like i'm trained in opera i love opera i think it's really exciting but i also love everything else and i love to mix musical genres together and as i've been going more and more into the queer scene and like really like you know gripping my claws in there and you can't get me out um (laughs) as i've been doing that i've found that like the arts, people who are queer and artists often do the same thing with like with genres of mm. the arts as well. And that's just been really cool. Um, so Queer Piano Bar is an hour of incredible queer vocalists who run the gamut. We've got like drag queens and burlesque artists and you know, an opera singer and, and jazz and just like all of these different iconic voices who are going to just like dazzle, dazzle for an, for an hour of just camp mess and beautifulness oh, <laughs> it is God, a celebration yes. it is full of happiness um there are so many stages um that queer voices aren't accepted on mm-hmm. and this is a celebration of a stage where they are it is a happy time it is a camp time it is a queer time it's a musical time <laughs> you had me at camp <laughs> yeah. yeah that's the it is awesome <laughs> where is liberty fringe it's at liberty fringe isn't yes it? so liberty fringe is a brand new Fringe Hub. It's very cool. It's a converted 1950s cinema. It's really gorgeous. So it's on Barrack Street. So it's like very much within the city centre. And that's happening on the 10th, 11th, 17th and 18th of February at 10pm. A late night finish to your evening. Cool. Oh, and when was that? Sorry. (laughs) The 10th and 11th and 17th and 18th of February at Liberty Theatre. You can get tickets through the Fringe World app or website. Beautiful. All right, I think we're on our final question, Christo. Yes. Where can we find you on socials? Oh, good. Okay, so neither of us will launch into an eight-minute monologue. (laughs) (laughs) You've had to leave for so long. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I should have let you go first and then we could have just done us. Oh, then you could have kicked me out. No. I I was going to go, okay, I had this massive relationship with Facebook and we had a massive breakup. (laughs) Zuckerberg. I did get blocked from Facebook, but I'm not going to explain it. (laughs) Okay, part two. Nice to have us back. Um, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Aria Scarlet underscore vocalist or on my website, ariascarlet.com. That's it. The Scarlet has two T's. Thanks, Mum. <laughs> Do I also sometimes see you on TikTok? Do you? <laughs> 
Do you, is like, why did you mention that? <laughs> oh, the podcast. Okay, so WA Expose is on is on TikTok. I forget all the hats that I have to wear now. Uh, like, yeah, WA Expose is on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, just as WA Expose. Um, say it like that because it rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> Managing multiple social media accounts is so annoying. I, I don't do it, clearly. Clearly, I, clearly I, that I do that. <laughs> so there are many places to follow you. Oh, yes, just not in the street. <laughs> Except in Fringe. Except at Fringe. <laughs> if you're to coming tickets. to our show. If you have but tickets. you can buy tickets on the app as you're following us to the venue. I mean, I'd rather you didn't. To <laughs> be real, can you just pre-plan your shows? <laughs> that is actually so stressful as a producer, um, as you're like checking to see how many people are coming to the show. Oh, no, don't say this. <laughs> Last year I had um, like an awesome, I think it was a Saturday night, mm. almost, almost a sold out night. The next night, Sunday night, one ticket sold. <gasps> yep. The only thing worse than zero tickets sold is it's one, one ticket, ticket because then you have to put on the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there have yeah. actually been uh, fringe artists actually hire people out to pass out flyers of their shows yep. mm. and pay them for it because I was actually doing that last year Yep, yep. <laughs> January. I am yeah. also out there flyering my shows. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, most producers can't afford to hire a flyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And yes, yeah, so I was like really pushing the next night. And it was funny, the one person that had bought a ticket, I knew her and I saw her as I was flyering on the Saturday night. I was like, oh, hey, I see you're coming tomorrow. And she's like, oh, you've seen the list. And I was like, list, yes, yes. it's a list. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely a list of people that are coming tomorrow night. It's about 15 pages under my notes for the podcast. Um. Where can we find you on social media, Gavin? Me, I am Gavin Nicolette. So that's my name. I'm a jazz person. Pianist and singer. So mush them together, Gav Jazz. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. G A V J A Z Z. Gav Jazz is my handle. Um, and what am I on? Insta? You're on Instagram? Facebook? Mm-hmm. Um, Are you on TikTok? I am on TikTok, but I really That's never. You saw me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not like really that proactive at posting. Like yeah, I was like, I'm going to go viral and I don't understand how to go viral. I did this cool, what I thought was cool was like a video where they had, you know that? Do you know that sound thing where um, it's like a repeating sound? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I just I thought you were going to try and describe TikTok audio. <laughs> I was like, do you know that audio when? And I'm like, I probably don't. <laughs> There's a musical concept where um, it sounds like the sound is continuously going yes. up. I forgot what the name of that is. We will have a look for this later because it's We're very interesting. And, but we are hacks and frauds, yeah, so yeah, we yeah. don't know the terminology. <laughs> I went to a, a museum and I saw it um, demonstrated live. It was so really did, cool. You did it in like a, a video. I found that sound in a video. I created a loop and it said uh, number of days without me eating peanut butter and I crossed it out. And did zero, and then that I thought it was hilarious. Nobody watched that video. <laughs> I was very disappointed, and now the sound has been deleted, and so it doesn't even make sense oh, anymore. No. I'm a big peanut butter fan. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> peanut butter, like breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks in between. Follow <sighs> peanut butter wherever you. <laughs> so to answer your question, Gav Jazz, that is Gav my Jazz. handle. Look at me. I'm we, again hacks and fraud. We're not going to go into an eight minutes, like sixteen minutes later. I did give a very big disclaimer that I don't know how to answer anything short. <laughs> I 
a very I love how you say um, eight, 16 minutes for us actually like it was like 45 minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm but sorry. It was one of the best stories you've ever heard. And I mean, and I genuinely mean it, it just because you think I'm being a sass bitch. You mean the story about peanut butter? Yes. That was, that was, that the, was story. the best story I've ever heard. We'll record a bonus episode, just, just peanut butter. Just we'll peanut just call it peanut butter. People will be so confused. It'll be so funny. Yeah. It'll, right. it'll be better than a holiday special. I guarantee you that. <laughs> okay, thank you Gavin, so much for having us. Thank it's you for really being nice on. It, it, it has been on. a really, really good um, time to have you here. Yeah. It's been it's been emotional, <laughs> but I'm so glad mm. that you have both have real good support for your livelihoods now. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> we're very lucky. Well, we better let you go. You have you've got yes. some great planning to do for mm-hmm. your upcoming fringe shows. I need to yeah. learn how to read music. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just found this out. Hang on, I hired you to do a show. Turns out he can't read music. <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> We've got boxing gloves in the corner. You can sort that out there. <laughs> We've had one rehearsal together already, oh, and that was fine. yeah, I'm yeah, that was good. I really enjoyed that. Um, Give me notes off air. <laughs> I do have notes for myself, and I've been oh. practicing. Um, but I noticed recently. One more story. Uh, <laughs> sure, we've tried to end this nine times. Okay, no more stories. We're done. I will. I will. You've got to say never share podcast. this story ever. <laughs> no, I'll tell you I next rehearsal. Okay. I'll tell you next rehearsal. It's you know what fun. you've got to do? You've got to come see a queer piano mm. bar on a Liberty Fringe on the tenth, eleventh, seventeenth, and eighteenth of February to maybe hear this story. Maybe <laughs> uh, if I can get it down to a sixteenth amount of time. <laughs> yeah, work. <laughs> And uh, Aria, we would love to be on your show, WA Expo Day. Yes. Yeah, keep everybody keep your ears peeled because that will be happening very, very shortly. Because yes. I'm so excited to shut up and hear all of your stories. <laughs> you might regret that decision. Okay. <laughs> We're going to let you go, guys. Have a great, Thanks, great thank time. You. Thank you so yeah. much. All right. So a little question we forgot to ask. Um, Aria, Aria had to scoot off, um, you know, busy woman. <laughs> Busy, busy gal. Uh, so, Gavin, um, just hearing your incredible coming out um, experience, um, the good and the bad, um, what advice would you give to someone who's going through a very similar journey to that? Because it's a big one. Yeah. Uh, I I guess I, I think about things a lot. Um, sometimes it's hard when you're not in touch with your family. Mm. Um like birthdays, Christmas, it's a bit of a difficult time of year. Mm. Um, And I suppose it's just nice to, I'm happy for the time that I got to spend with them. Um, Sometimes I wonder, should I have done things differently? Should I have waited? Um, And I don't think I've got any, any regrets with what I did do. Um, I do wish that I was a bit more knowledgeable. Yeah. I thought I had done a lot of uh, self-analysis and um, investigation and talking to people. I did meet with a psychologist. Um, I had a few sessions with them. Uh, I did go to PFLAG meetings. They were awesome. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely recommend PFLAG. Um, I, I wish I had more words to explain who I was at the time. And that maybe would have helped my parents understand, okay, this is what he means. Uh, Whereas I was not very eloquent. I just, I wore my heart on my sleeve and I just, I couldn't be dealing with the lying anymore. So I'm just going to tell you now. And uh, that probably confused them. And I thought they would maybe be mature enough to, you know, 
come on the journey with me, but uh, that wasn't the case. So support, really nice to have support around you. Mm. Um, I never really thought about it at the time. Uh, now when I look back, I'm like, wow, I had some amazing friends mm. around me at the time who they just had my back. Yeah. And I may have been really down at the time. Um, I think it would have been a lot worse if I didn't have them. Mm. So... Uh, I may have done things in a slightly weird order, uh, coming out to your parents after you come out to your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe I, maybe I could have waited with the family and done it a little bit later, but yeah. it is what it is. Mm. And, uh, just have people there that you can, that you can trust and rely on. Yeah. I think yeah. that's it. Thank yeah. you very much, Gavin. Yeah. We appreciate that. And, um, yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> we're going to get Ari out to uh, record <laughs> yeah. from her studios or whatever, her piece of advice. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll slip that in and in, um, editing. This is such a good question, and I'm so glad that I have the opportunity to answer this one. I would have to say that for a young queer person, honestly, a queer person of any age, I have to remind myself of this all the time. Allow yourself to celebrate and participate in queer joy. A lot of queer history is rooted in trauma. A lot of queer history is rooted in fighting against political positions of power. A lot of queer history is rooted in stuff that we have to talk about and feelings we don't necessarily want to feel. And that might be personal history for you, or it might be on a global scale. And it's really important that we keep telling these stories. It's really important that we keep pushing the narrative forward. It's really important that we continue to tell people of our experiences so that we can offer a better experience to the generations to come. However, it is just as important that we hold ourselves in queer joy whenever we can. It's amazing being queer. It's fantastic. The small moments for you might be putting on a binder for the first time or honestly for the 100th time and loving the person that you see in the mirror that day. Bask in that moment. It might be that six-inch pair of heels that you finally are walking in correctly after the stumbolina that you were last week. Celebrate that moment. It can be as simple as a lipstick. It can be as complicated as a karaoke song. It doesn't have to be big. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. Allow yourself to experience those little nuggets of joy. And if you're struggling to find them, allow yourself to go even more microscopic. I used to have to look at myself in the mirror and give myself <laughs> one positive thing, even if it was tiny. In moments where I felt really bad about myself, I would be like, okay, but my hair is sitting the way that I want it to today. And I would let myself use that energy to carry me through the rest of the day. And it's just about my hair. Eventually it got to expand and I learned to love more parts of me and I learned to bask in the joy of more parts of my life. But it doesn't have to be big. It can start small. But I guarantee that if you let yourself bask in queer joy every now and then, it'll impact other areas of your life. Queer, far, wherever you are, your perfect late night offering of glamorously gay song is here. In a Fringe World premiere event, the Queer Piano Bar is here to delight and captivate in a genre-blending masterclass of song, accompanied by premier Perth piano talent Gavin Nicolette. For four nights only this February, you can get your tickets through the Fringe World app, website or the Arts Culture Trust website. Sing the night away with a glamorous lineup of award-winning and critically acclaimed vocal talent from the best the festival has to offer. 
Okay, so oh my gosh. interview done. That was a doozy. <laughs> I, amazing. Amazing. Like, Absolutely fantastic. Shout out to Gavin. Yes. Um, I've got to right. say it was one of our um, best stories we've heard on the show. Yeah. And I'm so happy that you have a lot of love and support in your life. I'm also talking to Cameron like yeah. off camera right now, so I'm, <laughs> I'm being completely genuine here. Um, and Aria, like, oh my God, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. She's amazing. Shout out to her podcast, WA Expose. Fantastic show. Oh, I love it. Um, I've got a binge, whole new podcast yeah. to binge through now, so yay. Um, and you might be seeing us pop up on there oh, maybe right. one time, Look maybe out. an episode. Oh, I'm really, really excited. That'd be so cool. And don't forget, they have their friend shows. Ooh. Do you want to come on the mic just quickly and just say that? Yeah. Another one. From Fate to Fury. Fate to Fury. Ooh. From Fate to Fury. Beautiful. There is plenty of content that is coming from these guys. Um, I know I have to buy tickets to French. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Give me all the dates. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it is that time of the year. Fringe yeah. uh, Festival is about to start back up again. And I will always remember Fringe 2022 because that's when this podcast started. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, exactly. It's good I stuff. I always forget. When, like, I see when Fringe is on and then I forget. I know. And then it ends and I'm like, oh, yeah, missed it. I know. Well, definitely not this year for you no. <laughs> or me. No. <laughs> <Got> record. <laughs> so thank you once again for Gavin and Aria. I was about to say Gavin and Nick. <laughs> Gavin Nicholas, <laughs> Gavin and Aria for coming on to the show. We really, really appreciate the time. Yeah. took out of your very busy schedules to come on oh, to yes. the show. I'm very late. Exactly. Oh, exactly. <laughs> late it's very, very, it's a I'm late so night hungry. recording. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to go and um, end our rest ourselves. Yes. Thank you so much for our guests for being on the show and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Queer Stories on The Swan. You can leave a review slash rating for us wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on all our socials on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. I'm Chris. And I'm Christo. And stay stay fabulous. fabulous.